everyone, and welcome to the Relentless Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Will, joined by Bree. Bree, how you doing? I'm superb, Will. How are you? I am great. Thank you. Good. Uh, so this is episode 34. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about creatine, because we were supposed to do it before our interview with Charlie, but I thought I was dying, and now <laughs> we're doing it now. So... Now that you've kicked the vid. Yeah, now that I now that I am uh inoculated from the COVID, I am good <laughs> to go. But yeah, so this week we're gonna sit down, we're gonna talk about creatine, which I mean, if you've been in the fitness space for any type of time, creatine is everywhere. Everybody yeah, talks about creatine. Heard of it. Yeah. The most <laughs> studied supplement on the planet. Yeah, that's bonkers to me. I I don't understand why. I mean, I guess I do. People are probably like, all right, I want to bulk up. Should I do the roids or not? And then they yeah. find creatine. <laughs> yeah. Should I do the, should I do steroids or should I do creatine? And then yeah. your grandma in the background is like, they're the same thing. It's like, no, yeah. they're <laughs> no, they're not. Sit down, grandma. Sit, sit down, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> but yeah, most studied supplement of all time. And I will say researching, uh, this episode, there are a lot of studies. I actually had to narrow down the scope of what I was looking at a lot to just even studies within the last two years. Yeah. There's stuff coming back from like the early nineties. Oh my gosh. Because that's just how much this stuff has been studied in our lifetime. Yeah. That's so so interesting. Have you used creatine? No, never. Not not once. Not once. Not a single time. I have not had a scoop of creatine. Um, And it's interesting because you would have thought that I would have even considered it while I was bodybuilding. Yeah. A lot of people around me were taking creatine. But I think, honestly, for me, obviously, genetics comes into everybody's body and how they're able to build muscle. Um, with the gymnastics background that I had and from doing sports at a young age that relied on building muscle. Also not to mention, like I was going to the gym lifting weights in middle school and high school. I was, (laughs) so I had a lot more muscle maturity, um, by the time I was bodybuilding. In fact, I had to, I had to lose muscle for the stage. That was the first piece of feedback I got as a bodybuilder was you're too muscular. (laughs) That's that's shocking. Yeah. Well, there are different classes and like divisions of it. And the division I was in, my body type fit that best of all of them. But for that type, I was still too muscular. So Mm. yeah, I mean, that's a whole story for another day, but I did not have to take creatine or even think about taking it because building muscle was not an issue for me. And you never, you said you never really took pre-workouts before either, right? No, I didn't use pre-workout at all during bodybuilding either. I had taken, I think one scoop of Trevor's C4 once and I thought I was going to die. (laughs) I could not, I absolutely could not. Um, and so, yeah, it's never really been an issue. I always worked out in the morning. Um, there was a brief phase here during COVID when I worked out in the afternoon slash evening. 
And even then, well, especially then I was not taking any sort of caffeinated, you know, stimulant because I wouldn't be able to sleep, but no, no pre-workout. And and I guess the reason I asked that question is uh, a lot of pre-workouts end up having creatine in them. Yes. Um, Also, I have to correct myself because I didn't take pre-workout then. I started taking pre-workout sometime in 2019 through the beginning of 2020. I would not take it all the time, but I would take it every once in a while. And that pre-workout, honestly... I liked it because it didn't make me, it didn't have that stimulant effect that a lot of stimulants do. Um, but I don't know that it did a ton for me as far as what pre-workouts are supposed to do is, you know, with boosting your workout and energy and stuff and such. Do you remember but what that was? What kind it was? Yeah. What the pre-workout was. Yeah, the one I was using was Lifetimes. And oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that when we talked yeah. about the workout. Um, yeah, I would recommend that for anybody who is sensitive to stimulants who wants a stimulant. But if you want something that's not a stimulant, you know I'm going to tell you to try you can. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> You're shaking your head. <laughs> like, 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 seriously, like drinking it right now drinking it right now i (laughs) i love that stuff that you guys i I know this is a creatine episode but just real quick like holy hell (laughs) game changer seriously it's it's really powerful stuff maybe they'll sponsor us one day and there'll be a good reason about why we can go on these rants yes (laughs) someday but yeah so creatine have you taken it uh, yes, because I was a gym bro. So of course I've taken creatine, uh, pre-workouts had creatine, the post-workouts had creatine, uh, All of it. the energy drinks I drink had creatine. Oh Everything's got creatine. Uh, I don't take it anymore. I, I remember at one point I was taking like the, it's a good, it's a black and green bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's from, uh. Oh man, what's that supplement company called? The the generic one that's everywhere. I don't remember what they're called. I won't be able to tell you. Um, Everywhere. But they had like a very generic creatine. And that's what we would take. Just put it in like your protein and stuff like that. Yeah. And back even just the eight or nine years ago that that was you still were told, you know, load it, do a loading phase in the beginning. So loading is when you take more creatine to get it into your body and then you taper off and you get into a smaller amount for a certain amount of days. And then you're supposed to cycle off of it because the idea was your body couldn't handle the creatine all of the time. And the science is starting to go against, or is not is starting, but is going against that. We'll get to all that stuff. But yes, I used to take creatine. I don't anymore. Um, After researching it uh, and some of the things that are going on uh, in my personal life, I might start taking it again to see Mm -hmm. if it can't help with some of the strength gains that I'm losing. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, yeah, there's, we're going to hear all about the benefits of it today, aren't we? Yes, because I will tell you, uh, I tried and there was, I didn't find anything that said, don't take it. Yeah. I mean, in some of the stuff I read, there are certain like safety concerns, but that list is very small, very small. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Um, okay. Do you want to go first with yours or do you want me to go with mine? No, I want you to go with yours and then I'll fill in pockets. Okay. All right. So um, I did a lot of research and then honestly, so I have a couple of different sources, but the main one I want to talk about is from the Journal of International Society of the, Jesus, great episode, Journal of the International Society of Sports Nutrition. There we go. Okay. Hey, that's a long one. It is. Uh, you ready for the title? <laughs> Here we go. That wasn't the title. No, oh, that was just no, the title. No. That was just the name of the journal. Got it. Give it to me. Uh, common questions and misconceptions about creatine supplementation. What does the scientific evidence really show? And this was actually published on February 8th, 2021. Oh. So what... Uh, this journal did was they went through and looked, uh, let me find the number. So it says that there are over 500 peer reviewed publications involving creatine supplementation. It is somewhat surprising that questions regarding the efficiency and safety of creatine still remain. So they asked 12 questions and we won't go through each of these questions. We'll go through the ones that I thought were interesting, but I will read them off to you. So this is everything that's covered in this study. Okay. Does creatine lead to water retention? Is creatine an anabolic steroid? Does creatine. Grandma, this one's for you. Yeah. Grandma, this is for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that they had to have it near the top. Yeah. Let's get this out of the way. We just got to get it out of the way. Uh, <laughs> does creatine cause kidney damage, renal or renal dysfunction? Does creatine cause hair loss or baldness? Does creatine lead to dehydration and muscle cramping? Is creatine harmful for children and adolescents? Does creatine increase fat mass? Is creatine is a creatine loading phase required? Is creatine artific uh, artificial, beneficial for older adults? Is creatine only useful for resistance slash power, power type activities? Is creatine only effective for males? And are other forms of creatine similar or superior to the monohydrate? And is creatine stable in solutions slash, slash beverages? So a lot of things to cover. But, over yes, but I'm excited because I feel like I read about a lot of those things too, which I don't know. That just makes me feel like, okay, the information is out there and hopefully it's consistent for us. I, I hope it's consistent as well. I think it is. I really, I really do feel confident that uh, it will be consistent. Yeah. All right. So. The first one is, and you hear this a lot, does creatine lead to water retention? Uh, and I read yes. Yes? Because, yes, okay. because what it's doing, the, so the phosphocreatine, so there's like 
I don't remember how it is. The mono something creatine. Mo- uh, yeah. It's mono creatine is the type that's in muscle cells. And that's the kind that like when you t- take creatine, that's the kind that you're taking. And that's the, or maybe it's, that's the kind that's in like meat and wow. My brain can't remember the other. <laughs> Hold on. I have this written down. I think wherever. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. Okay. Um, we're just going to say meat. Meat. <laughs> so whatever you're eating has the phosphocreatine in it. And that is stored in your muscle cells. And the reason there's sometimes this weight gain is because there's water retention in the muscle cells. So I mean, water is a vehicle for nutrients and nutrients are a vehicle for water. Like they help each other pass through the cells. So it makes sense that there's that water retention. At least that's what I read. Okay. Let's see what the answer is. It's like trivia all over again. Gosh, darn it. Trivia scarred me. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So basically it says that there is some evidence to suggest that creatine supplementation increases water retention. Yes. It says primarily attributed to increases in intracellular volume over the short term. I love that word intracellular. I'm happy I was able to say it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, but it says other studies suggest it does not alter total water, total body water relative to muscle mass over longer periods of time as a result right. creatine supplementation may not lead to water retention. Yep. I mean, you can lose water very quickly. I think it depends on how you hydrate too. All right. I, I agree. And you need to drink more water when you're taking creatine. Yeah. You need to. Well, uh, and that was one of the, <laughs> you know, sometimes you read an article and they're like, um, studies suggest this. And then the next sentence is like, studies also suggest this. And they are just polar opposites that happened. It was like studies suggest that creatine leads to dehydration, vomiting and nausea and possible diarrhea, but not enough studies show that it leads to this, 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 and this. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> just read uh... that paragraph. We don't need to hear about it. <laughs> Stop contradicting yourself. Yeah. Not making which, it easier for us. Which, to be fair, we've done on this podcast before, so it's all right. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so let's get well-rounded. Let's get to grandma's favorite question. Okay. Is it a steroid? Is creatine an anabolic steroid? No. No, it's not. Grandma, it's okay. <laughs> we love you. It's all right. Uh, but yeah, I love what they wrote here. It's really short and to the point. Creatine has a completely different chemical structure. It is not an anabolic steroid. End of sentence. <laughs> Ooh, see, I love that conciseness. <laughs> Thank you. It's just, it's not a steroid. It's not even in the same chemical class. It's not even remotely close to the same thing. Completely different. Uh, yeah, not the same. Okay. Love it. Does creatine cause kidney damage or renal dysfunction? Based on what I read, it 
doesn't cause it, but if you already have some sort of kidney disease, then it will not be good for it. Yeah. This study basically says the same thing that if you ingest the recommended dosages, it will not result in kidney damage as long as you're a healthy individual. If you have it already and this, it doesn't say this in there, but if you have it already, I don't see um, why that would be helpful to it. You know, creatine is not going to help you get better. Right. For that. Okay. Um, does creatine lead to dehydration and muscle cramping? What do we think? Um, I don't have a, a strong opinion on that based on what I read. It was kind of contradictory. So they say, no, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, so what I think happens is when I was in Afghanistan, we, there's a pre-workout called uh, Jack 3D. Mm-hmm. Huge all over the market. But it came out that it had a certain comp, uh, chemical in it. Okay. And it was killing people. But but the reason it was killing people was because they were drinking no water. Oh. So they're in a deployed environment. They were drinking this chemical that you needed to flush out of your system with water, weren't drinking enough water, and then the kidneys were shutting down and they were dying. Wow. So the company that made Jack 3D came back and removed that compound from it. Yeah. But yeah. So I think the the notion of creatine causing kidney damage comes from when people take it. And basically the only water they drink is when they're taking their creatine or their protein. Right. You know, you have to hydrate sufficiently because your body, these, yes, these, uh, supplements are meant to help your body, but you'll actually realize that you will flush a lot of those out or Mm -hmm. a good percentage of them. So you'll do the same thing with creatine. Yeah. Uh, I I think this is a good question. Is creatine harmful for children and adolescents? What did yours say? So it had in bold all caps that it is possibly safe when children take it by mouth for the short term. So if you have like three to five grams daily for two to six months, that has been taken safely in children ages five to 18 Two grams for six months has been taken safely in children ages two to five. And, oh my gosh, 0.1 to 0.4 grams daily for up to six months has been taken safely in infants and children. So it's this kind of two to six month window. So definitely a short period of time. And I don't know, but I would just guess that the reason those children are taking it is because of hormone, testosterone, like I don't even know like what those levels are supposed to be in young children and babies, but I would imagine that it's a health reason. It's not anything else. And we always say on here, we're not doctors. Yeah. We don't play any on TV, but I would probably say, don't just be giving your kid creatine. No. (laughs) Just don't (laughs) do that. It's like, duh. Uh, We're not going to give them. I'm not going to do that. But if your kid's probably under the age of 18, maybe just ask your doctor if it's safe. Well, for sure. And every article says that too, like consult with your doctor. But it just makes me think of 
I have told you this before that I remember in high school, a bunch of guys, baseball players, football players, like they took creatine. A few of them, I remember particularly taking creatine all the time. And I was just like, what? And I was on grandma's side back then. I thought they were taking some steroids or something. Taking the steroids. Yeah. It's like, what is the purpose of this? But if it's safe and I can just imagine that the main reason any kid would want to take it is to have a leg up on the competition. I I think so too. Get bigger, better, faster, stronger. That's a crazy movie. If you haven't watched it bigger, faster, stronger. I feel like I probably have, but it's not coming to my mind. It's a good documentary about the supplement industry. (laughs) It was on Netflix for a long time. Uh, Anyway, so to answer the question or the way they answer it in the study about is it safe for kids? They said based on the limited evidence, and I think that's important. Yeah. Limited evidence, creatine supplementation appears safe and potentially beneficial for children and adolescents. Uh, You know, just talk with your doctor. (laughs) Yes. Okay. uh, Next one. Does it increase fat mass? I, I really don't feel like we have to talk about that one. Uh. It doesn't. <laughs> I didn't read anything about that. Yeah. So the next one, uh, do you need a loading phase? Is a loading phase required? So what I read is that it's not required at all. It's just the quicker solution to it. Because when you do a loading phase, you're increasing your the creatine in your muscle cells. Also, depending on the kind, I guess, your brain, kidney, and liver kidneys and liver. But anyway, when you do that in this loading phase, you have more accessible to you sooner, but you can achieve the same amount in your body by doing it over a longer period of time, like over 28 days, I think it was. So you don't have to do the loading. You can have the same, you can achieve the same result just in a longer time frame. So for anybody who's out there playing the long game, I just I just wouldn't maybe do the loading thing unless you're like, I want to be able to lift more now. <laughs> and I, I don't even know if that's supported in the right. evidence. But <laughs> so it says uh, that you do not have to do a load phase. That yeah. daily dosages of creatine, three to five grams per day are effective for increasing intramuscular creatine stores, muscle acc- accretion. And muscle, muscle, muscle performance <laughs> and recovery. So no, you don't have to do a loading phase. Uh, three to five grams per day is yeah. sufficient. And a loading phase is up to like 30 grams a day. So you do, you know, five grams, four to five times for about five to seven days. I want to say that's your loading phase. And then you would kind of taper off to that three to five grams a day. But yeah, you don't have to do that. Is creatine only useful for resistance slash power type activities? Did you have anything? um, They definitely talk about the athletic performance and muscle strength gains. Um, There was one article, I'm trying to find it here. They were like, it's good. It's supported for, oh, here it is. 
Creatine seems to help improve rowing performance, jumping height, and soccer performance in athletes, but the effect of creatine on sprinting, cycling, or swimming performance varies. So very specific sports. And then they say creatine doesn't seem to improve serving ability in tennis players. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Those are so specific. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't say much about just general population. It says there's a lot of mixed research on creatine's ability to improve muscle strength. But analysis of research shows that creatine seems to modestly improve upper body strength and lower body strength in both younger and older adults. So there's hope. So they say there is a variety of athletic events, not just resistance or power activities, which may benefit from creatine supplementation. Yep. I I really think maybe besides tennis, you can almost take creatine for anything. Yeah. Uh, Is it only for males? The answer to that is no. Yeah, no. Females can totally take it. And it says here there's little to no side effects. Yeah, I think the only side effect that any woman would typically balk at is the potential for water retention. At least that's been my experience talking with women, like in the bodybuilding world about it. Makes sense. The fear of weight gain slash water retention. For sure. But I would assume that kind of dwindles you don't just maintain the water retention but i don't know right so the studies show that you'll have water retention if you have it for a very short time and then it then it goes away yeah so you don't retain water the entire time it you'll you'll have it and then it will go away okay so I, i think that's pretty interesting yeah okay last one are other forms of creatine similar or superior to monohydrate and is creatine stable in solutions and beverages? Do you have anything on the types there? Um, no, it really just talked about phosphocreatine where I was reading um, as the type of creatine that you would be taking. So I'm interested to hear about this other one. So according to these studies, says, while some forms of creatine may be more soluble uh, than creatine monohydrate when mixed in fluid, evidence-based research clearly shows creatine monohydrate to be the optimal choice. And I've heard that before. If you're going to take creatine, you want the monohydrate. Uh, It's the best one for your strength uh, gains, which is what people are looking for with creatine. So, so interesting. Yeah. Now I would just want to do a simple Google search. Like what's the difference between creatine monohydrate and phosphocreatine? I'm sure it's just like the, the compounds that make it up, but yeah, that's a good, good question. Yeah. I don't honestly what, know. How does your body possibly store it differently? Live Google time. <laughs> I just pictured if this was a TV show. That would be like this giant bubble of words that pops up in the, you know, <laughs> in your face. Live gook time. Live gook time. <laughs> Let's see. Mono. I'm glad you're Googling this. I'm really excited for you to tell me what you learn. 
Let's see. Let's do this. Stick with me, audience. I'm sorry. Stick with me. Sticking with them. First, and what's yours called? Phosphocreatine. How you spell it? P-H. There it is. O-S. Yep. P-H. Did you find it? Yep. Okay. Okay. Dear, 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 dear. <laughs> this better be worth the Google. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, that did not answer my question at all. To cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Beauty of the beauty of editing. I can cut that out. Yes, cut it out. Oh, she did it. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Let's see. Nope. I'm. I'm gonna have to research that more. I can't really <laughs> find anything. That's right. Uh, but anyway. So yeah, creatine monohydrate, that's the one that, uh, that's the one that you'll want to, if you're picking out the creatine that you want to take, that's the one that I've always seen recommended is creatine monohydrate. Okay. Now, one more study to just kind of show the effectiveness of taking creatine. Ooh. Uh, so they, this study is from... 1997. Uh, it's from the Journal of American Dietitian Association, Journal of the American Dietitian Association, 1997. So they did a study with 14 active men were randomly assigned in a double blind fashion to either a creatine group or a placebo group. They performed uh, exercise of bench press and jump squats. Ooh. They were, I mean, they uh, were going ham in the 90s. So they did on three different occasions, separated by six days. This makes the results even more insane. So let's see. Lifting performance was not altered for either exercise protocol, so either the bench press or the jump squat, after ingestion of the placebos. Creatine supplementation resulted in a significant improvement in peak power output during all five sets of jump squats and a significant improvement in repetitions during all five sets of bench press. After creatine supplementation, post-exercise lactate concentrations were significantly higher after the bench press but not the jump squat. A significant increase in body mass of 1.4 kilograms was observed after creatine ingestion. And the conclusion from the study was one week of creatine supplementation, 25 grams per day, enhances muscular performance during repeated sets of bench press and jump squat exercise. So they loaded those guys. But it just shows you only working out a handful of times over five weeks, these dudes went way up using uh, creatine. Yeah. So. I'll post a link to this study so you guys can check it out. But like I said, it's from the journal of the American Dietitian Association from 1997. 
uh, this was definitely back when we thought uh, you needed to load to take creatine. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Stuff. Yeah. So it works. Are you going to start taking creatine? I think so. Actually, yeah. I do. Uh, Got to talk to my doctor first, always. Sure. But uh, yeah, think going to maybe give that a shot. It's a cheap. That's the other thing, right? It's a cheap supplement. It is really. It's cheap. it's it's you can get a big jar of it for pennies on the dollar. You know, compared right. to other supplements, it'll yeah. last you months. You take it every day, and you're fine. And you'll yeah. see strength increases according to all these studies that we talked about. Yeah. And I would I would say that maybe besides like a pre workout like you can creatine might yeah. be the only thing you need, uh, except for maybe collagen. Because yeah. collagen's been killing it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really. Um, but yeah, I, I think if you're looking for just a cheap supplement that you want to use to maybe help with your uh, athletic performance or your strength increases, creatine mm-hmm. might do the job, man. Maybe more so than protein, but make sure you're eating enough protein. Yeah. I mean, that might be an interesting conversation, like creatine and protein in the same you know like do you take both do you take one or the other right what happens i wonder if there are studies out there showing just creatine just protein both combined you know how we talked about collagen and how it's different from whey protein in that whey protein or plant protein is going to go to repair muscles Whereas collagen is going to go to repair much more than that. Like your joints, your ligaments, um, your skin. I wonder how creatine fits in all that. Yeah. That'd be an interesting conversation to have. I think we should consider that. Yeah. I like it. Do you have anything else from your articles that you'd like to share? No, I think we, we did well. I think so too. And yeah. I, and I know that was a lot of sciencey stuff to throw at you guys, but I just I wanted you guys to be able to kind of know what the science says that actually supports creatine for being a legitimate supplement to take. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not banned in any sports. Athletes can take it. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, your body does produce it just as not as much as if you supplement it. I was literally just going to say that that it's like amino acids, it's naturally produced in the body. It's just that your body has this natural or like this storage capacity right now. And when you supplement with creatine, you increase your body's ability to store creatine, meaning it's there for you ready to be used as energy during your workout. So that's where all those strength gains and stuff are coming from is that you have more energy essentially in your body and your muscles ready to go. And that, gets better as you take more creatine or take it consistently. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're looking for some more strength gains or just maybe to improve that performance, give, uh, give creatine a shot. Um, just make sure you're drinking enough water. Yes. That's with everything. You gotta make sure that you're drinking enough. Uh, yeah, that's really it for the creatine. But I do think that would be an interesting conversation about creatine and protein, about how they, how they work together or yeah. if 
you know, which one you need more, obviously proteins and macronutrients. So you kind of need that more than creatine, but right. you yeah. know, but how uh, do they each other? Okay. Yeah. How do they, how do they work together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So we'll go ahead and start wrapping this one up. Uh, I hope you guys learned a lot. I, like I said, use creatine in the past, stop doing it. Might look into doing it again. We'll see. Yeah. I'm probably going to stick in the not creatine boat over here just because I don't, I don't feel like I'm at a point in my life where I need it. Yeah. But I always feel better when I have more knowledge because I can help other people navigate the conversation and the decision for themselves. And you never know, there might be a time in my life where I'm like, all right, let's get back to this. And then I might want it. Yeah. And, cool, and you know, I, I like how you said, you know, you want to be able to help guide the conversation with people that may want to do it with your clients. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, again, that's why we started this. That's why I started this is to help just guide, get you thinking, get people thinking about what you may want to do doing to get healthy. Mm-hmm. This may be something that can help you get healthy. Right. Even if it just sparks a little bit of something in your brain of maybe I'll do it. Even if you decide not to, at least, you know, right. At least, you know, yep. Uh, and uh, you know, which one to go after because yeah. there's like five different types of creatine, I think. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> so go after the right one. So reminder, every Tuesday, Bree and I are going live for fitness trivia. Yes. Which has been going really well. It was, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, at the yeah. time of this recording, we've done it uh, twice, done fitness trivia twice. Yeah. And it's been a lot of fun each time. I think we're learning right. a lot. I hope you guys are joining us. And uh, even if you can't join us when we're going live, watching it afterwards, because it's a lot of fun. Uh, don't be afraid to jump in and sh- uh, ask us your questions. We love to hear from you guys. We want to interact with you. Uh, if you have any questions about creatine or about any of the supplements that we have talked about, do not hesitate to reach out. We are here for you. We're here Absolutely. to help you uh, get better. And if any of these supplements are going to help you on your fitness journey, talk to us. Let, let us help you. Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't do this at the beginning. I'll do it now. If you haven't done so already, consider leaving us a five-star review, please. Uh, Bree shared one. Uh, I sent her a sh- screenshot of a review that we got. Uh, that was really cool about somebody binge watching or binge watching, binge listening to all binge of our listening. episodes. Yeah. It was, was awesome. Really fun. Uh, so yeah, thank you to everybody around the world that's left us five star reviews, everybody around the world that's listening. You guys are all great. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I love getting to look at our stats and stuff that come through the podcast hosting site and they tell us where we're getting listeners from. And I just enjoy getting to see where everybody's at. So you guys are all amazing. Thank you guys so, so much. Um, yeah. And if you haven't done so already, consider leaving us that review. We go through and read them all. So yeah. You have anything at the end here, Bree? Nope. Just big thanks. And until next time. Until next time. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to follow us at Relentless Fitness Pod on Instagram. And please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you guys in the gym.